Welcome, everybody, to episode two of our podcast. Episode two. Which I'm thrilled to inform you has a name now. Welcome to Kvetchin' Session. Yeah, Kvetchin' Session. I am uh, host number one on this Kvetchin' Session, the host who thought that the plosives were a lot worse than they actually turned out to be in episode one, so... Hey, and to all the audiophiles listening, I'm sure I'm wrong and there are really bad plosives, but uh, to me, the naive listener seemed fine. And I'm a host number two who is quite impressed with the plosives myself, not being not being more than an amateur myself. I think host number one is doing an excellent job. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> So yeah, you know, we we thought long and hard about it and did not frantically make a title because we were trying to figure out where to host this podcast and nothing would let us make an account, reasonably so, until we came up with a title. <laughs> also, sidebar, apologies to the lovely lady creators of the broadcast, which is, in fact, a podcast that already exists. You An seem outstanding, great. outstanding title, ladies. Like, <laughs> ground so that was we found out pretty quickly that was actually out you know minutes after doing any amount of research post the first podcast we also wanted something like catchier we we like the sentiment of you know everyone is the worst or people is people are the worst uh but you know the one thing i do want to mention about that is i don't want to limit our discussions to people or things <laughs> or physical <laughs> beings to quote myself from a week ago uh I want to talk some shit about those non-corporeal <laughs> bastards, okay? You know what? It's fair. Look, they're here with some unfinished business. They're probably bad people. <laughs> or Don't not people. We're non-people. Non-corporeal. <laughs> non <-corporeal> <laughs> You know, instead of, I don't know. I don't know if we're going with this. <laughs> You're going great. So yes, hopefully Kvetchin Session is an easier one to to remember. Definitely harder to pronounce. I will not apologize. <laughs> Podcast host number two. Uh, do you want to, do you want to give us a quick and dirty definition as the resident quick Googler? Um, I mean, as someone who is Jewish, it's just, it's, it's, it's Kvetchin. It's complaining a lot, having a gripe, talking to each other and whining about various things. That's how I always interpret it, although I'm sure there is an official definition I, that people would want to know. I gotta say, you're, you're pretty much spot, you're spot on. Kvetch, complain. The sentence is, Jane's kvetching about her crummy existence. That's the first, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> If you're if you're Jewish out there and your name is Jane, I'm impressed. Good for you. You're great and you're living your best life. But wow. Uh, second, what a strange name choice for that example. Strange name and strange thing to kvetch about, like in the dictionary. Theodore is kvetching that his cravat is not quite as straight as it should be. Just something that doesn't quite jive, but it's fine. I also want to add uh, more formally in this podcast than I did in the first one that all of our kvetching or conversations otherwise only reflect our opinions and don't reflect those of anyone else or our employer. Yes. Yes. Strictly ours. Strictly and forever strictly ours. our kvetching topic. <laughs> yes. That's an excellent reminder. I'm ready to get into it. Are you ready to get into Let's it? Let's get into the kvetch. Yes. All right, y'all. So here's the thing. Right now, at the time of this recording, it's December, late December. Some might call it the holiday season. Um, but 
you'll notice that more often than not, the people really just mean the one holiday. And I don't know, can we just, can we just like, it's getting me, right? You know, you go to a holiday party or whatever, but, but are we celebrating Kwanzaa? Are we talking about Hanukkah or are we just here for this quote unquote Christian holiday? The Christ mass, if you will. <laughs> that's, that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, yep. Christ mass. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> And you know, and sorry, please. No, 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 please continue. I love where this is going. <laughs> Just, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about after, you know, us actually offline discussing and going back to my grade school days and thinking about every holiday ever. It's never been anyone else's break, but, but the Christmas break. It's mm. always like, why do I get that off? But if you don't celebrate it and you want to celebrate Hanukkah, or you want to go, I mean, I'm thinking there's also like Ash Wednesday, people can like, why do you have to take off as, as a Jewish person? What is it like having to take off a holiday and then being forced to take off someone else's holiday that you don't necessarily celebrate? Yeah, so I, I don't mind forced holiday breaks. I will say, at least in my, in my opinion, and growing up, Hanukkah wasn't like a huge Jewish holiday. I will say this definitely applies to like the Yom Kippur's and Rosh Hashanah's uh, of Judaism and, you know, similar sort of important holidays and other religions where it's like, oh, I, you know, this is the high holy days that I have to go to services, but I guess I have to take time off work because nobody really cares about that. And that's fine. I understand it's a volume thing. I actually don't fund it. Like it's annoying, but I, you know, you make it work and hopefully you wind up working in a place that's relatively reasonable and, you know, understands, uh, side note, if you work for a place that doesn't, they're a bunch of jerks yeah. and I'll say it yep. live on this podcast. Leave them. What? And I used to get so riled. I used to get really riled up as a kid and I, <laughs> because when I was in school, there was just no, like no half-hearted, I guess, even representation of the other religions. And I also want to say that I'm, I'm completely ignorant. I am certain that there are many, many other holidays in addition to Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And those are the only ones that really like make the top of anyone's mind. And I'm sure there are, there are many, many others around this time of year that I don't, I just don't even know about. So, so I'm just talking about the ones that are sort of tangentially mentioned. Um, but as I've gotten older and have, you know, made more adult friends as I am now, whether I like it or not an adult, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's nice because they, you know, there's some sort of that tension. Or I don't need someone to to come up to me and be like, "Oh my God, it's the first night of Hanukkah. What are you doing? Did you have a good time at the first night of Hanukkah? Doing this and then the other thing." I don't need like that. It's more the just sort of general understanding that, like, I know my friends know that it's Hanukkah, or even just having those holiday activities that everyone can be a part of without feeling like it's one way or the other. So I would say honestly, a lot of holiday Christmas parties, which is what they yes. are, call them holiday parties. They're Christmas parties. Look. I love me some string lights. I'm currently podcasting from a room that is just covered in string lights. I love me some string lights. I love me some gingerbread. Ooh. I love the smell of pine. Like I'm on board. So if I'm going to a holiday party that, you know, in the pre-COVID days when people walked around and like hugged each other, Aww. which is inconceivable. <laughs> you know, you'd walk into like a, a, a room or a hotel or whatnot, and there would be the little lights and the red and green, and it was very festive and warm and welcoming, and I feel like anybody could walk in and generally 
have a good time. They weren't quizzing you on your Christmas knowledge. You just were kind of enjoying the ambiance and maybe the food was tangentially related. But at the end of the day, it's like, what, the bouche de Noel? It's it's cake that tastes delicious and I'm not going to be mad about it. And, you know, there's inevitably going to be some kind of fried food and maybe it's not latkes. But look, I respect the, the fried food because at the end of the day, also side note, Hanukkah is just about eating lots of fried food. Uh, but, you know, when it is, I think it gets maybe a little thorny now that we're all in COVID times and we can't sort of have quite those same things. But when it when it becomes the sort of like, and I don't even know how to describe it, just something that becomes very, very strictly a Christmas celebration that is mandatory <laughs> slash open for everyone else in your office, for example, uh, that's where it gets just a little weird. I think even if there was sort of a cursory like, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy Hanukkah and happy Kwanzaa to everyone who's celebrating and then never mention it again. Honestly, that would check it off. I just like need like need you to hit the bare minimum. That's a here. simple, simple request. Maybe very basic. <laughs> and I guess one, and I know I've been talking for quite a long time, uh, but I'm going to continue. What I'm, I'm fascinated with, the, I guess I'm going to call it the like, uh, anthropo, what is it? Uh, anthropologic. I speak English good, like an anthropologist. Mm -hmm. Anthropo anthropomorphic. You, you get I feel it. Anthropology, like anthropology, where people who celebrate Christmas take an anthropologist level approach to these other religions, mm -hmm. i.e., the like. Oh, how quaint that not everyone knows every Christmas song. Oh, how quaint that people uh, from other religions and other cultures don't celebrate like we do, uh, which is very weird to me yeah. and almost a little bit of the sort of um, patronizing. Yeah. Like I'm sure the intent is not to be patronizing, but it certainly comes off like as a, like a pat in the head, like, oh, how cute. You don't do the things that I do, which are inherently the things that everyone, of course, does that must be correct because I do them. That's completely right. And okay, I just grew up in a very, 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 very Christian religious household. And I don't want to speak because everyone's religion and everybody's different and not everyone practices the same way. So I just want to caveat that I am not referring to anyone else in any other branch of Christianity or otherwise. When I say this at my church, when it felt patronizing, that's because it, it, it was certainly intended to be patronizing. We would do, um, we would do this thing. I'm remembering, as you say, on Christmas Eve service where everyone got up and lit a candle, which I always kind of like the candles. This is really the lights, the fairy lights. Can't look, I also love a good candle. <laughs> they feel good. They feel warm. But then everyone stood up with this candle in both their hands or ha and held hands with, with the other person. So you couldn't hold anything. And then you had to sing all of the verses <laughs> to Silent Night, Holy Night. And let me tell you, there's more than you think there are. There's so many. <laughs> you think it's the end? No, there's always more. <laughs> yes, always. And if you don't know the words to it, you felt it. You felt the eyes. You felt the people looking at you like, ah, until you were in your teens. And then they were like, oh. That's a little too silent night of you for this silent night now. Yeah, silent, keyword silent. <laughs> the silent night is metaphorical. We need you to sing. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That <laughs> feeling is, I, I sympathize. I think that's real. I also uh, just want to sort of tack on that I always find it hilarious that especially when you're dealing with folks who kind of treat Christmas like that. And again, 
not intending to put a blanket statement. There are lots of folks who are very religious and still celebrate Christmas with that sort of like, I'm, you know, I am celebrating this and other people can celebrate what they're celebrating. And hey, if you want to talk to me about it, that'd be cool. And if you don't want to talk to me about it, that would also be cool. And I'm going to do my thing and you're going to do my thing and everything's going to be great. Um, It's just funny to me that it wasn't, and again, as a Jewish gal speaking from very limited knowledge, wasn't the whole thing with Christmas kind of just an attempt to get the pagans to get on board with the old Jesus H. Christ? Like, you guys decorate a tree? No, no way. (laughs) We, we. We look, what if I told you that we also decorated a tree? <laughs> and this tree is for Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Would you get down with that? And then everyone was like, yeah. Like that's what it's that's why this whole thing was done. Yes. It's because people weren't getting on board and they were like, but what if we do what you do? Make it mm-hmm. our thing. It turns out, you know, at, to to your point, yes, Jesus H. Christ was more likely born in June, June 17th. And yeah, see, that's got to be nicer. Who want like dealing with an infant in the winter? Oof. Oh yeah, no, you don't want you. You want early. You want early summer. You're done. That's <laughs> ideal. <laughs> ideal from an as a non-parent. That's ideal. Yeah, speaking as a non-parent <laughs> who knows everything, obviously about parenting, that's our decision. Yes. Yeah, and they were like, hey, <laughs> st- wanted to celebrate Saturnalia. How about not Saturnalia? <laughs> How about this? That looks a lot like yours, but is about something I've created. Saturnalia has an S. Christmas oh, has an S. I like it. You know, planet, star. We're making connections. It's basically this. It's basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We'll sing some <laughs> cool songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh colonizing. <sighs> So, you know, it's 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 a messy time of year anyway for a lot of reasons, but I will I was just sort of struck by how this was the first time in in quite a while that I've gotten so kind of viscerally angry uh that I've experienced such uh such a sort of ex- uh, a feeling like that of just being totally totally completely uh not even ignored just like not even undervalued just like patronizing i think is really the best word just like oh all these other all these other silly holidays yeah i hear you uh, and, and I, I i don't i i was very fortunate to not have to experience it very often but to those of you that may experience it a lot more than me uh it sucks and i'm sorry and i uh if you celebrate hanukkah i hope you had some real tasty latkes because again i love a holiday that's just an excuse to eat fried food just saying, you guys got your trees and your Jesus H. Christ, and that's all well and good, but we're going to be frying stuff and eating. That's it. the way to do so, it. I mean, <laughs> you're looking to have a good time. And I always am. <laughs> I always am. Just saying we got a fire going and it's going to probably taste good. <laughs> um, yeah. Into our super smooth transition. <laughs> Um, the smoothest transition you've ever seen. Oh, so smooth, so smooth. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it from holidays to holiday vacation to, you know, sometimes you go a little crazy when you don't get your vacation, or when you just really need one. You know, I am pretty open about this. I see a therapist, and usually when I'm starting to get extra rough, she'll look at me and she'll say, "When's the last time <laughs> you took time off?" And it was a long time ago. She's correct about that. But there's something else, you know talking mental health here for a second um oh yeah 
The number of times, interjection, really briefly, the number of times that my own mother has told me whenever I've been super stressed out about something or physically, because mm-hmm. it affects your physical well-being too, lots and lots of stress, mm-hmm. uh, where she's been like, you know what'll solve that? A week beach vacation. Now she can't actually give <laughs> me that, but that is literally her official medical <laughs> advice. Uh, go on a beach vacation. And you know what? I I gotta believe that. I think truly that would probably cure everything. That oh, I yet. trust that. I That's completely right. She's right. She's right. And, you know, I'm going to say just, yeah. So, so just thinking mental health for a second. And I, I have to fact check some of this. But have you heard this, you know, sort of as women's health is becoming more of a mainstream topic, we're starting to learn mm-hmm. more about the things that go on in our bodies that make us feel, you know, like different people. And the thing that I heard most recently is that the hormone that you get in excess when you're experiencing your period symptoms um, is testosterone. Hmm. Which <laughs> I would like to take that and just like, like tilt it like 25 degrees to the right and just build on that. If that's true, I, I just, man, so is it just like the amount? Because... <laughs> Last time I checked, again, speaking biologically, biological men, as far as I'm aware, have quite a bit of testosterone, (laughs) but it seems like they've gotten away with not having to have that at all. And again, the reason why I'm uh, tilting at 25 degrees is going off of that. Just, I had this thought uh, as a woman who has periods uh, the other day that like, I, can you as a woman who has periods and i recognize that not all women do uh as a woman who has periods can you just fathom that there are again biological or you know identify as men mm-hmm. out there who have never ever had a period in their entire life something that we worry about or think about or are concerned with or dealing with symptoms from on a monthly basis and sometimes less than a monthly basis, they don't even have to think about it. Wow. It's just not even a thing that has ever crossed their minds. Like, you know, if you have a, a, a wife or a girlfriend or whatnot, it's obviously, you know, part of your vocabulary, I would hope. <laughs> Should be. Men out there. Yeah, it's really fine. It's fine. But just experiencing it, just like I would, you know, I would, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, I've never been, I've never known what it feels like to get kicked in the balls. (laughs) And I imagine that that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I also would counterpoint that I would hope that men don't get kicked in the balls on a monthly basis. And if you are, please wear a cup. (laughs) That shouldn't be happening. That's not good. 400 times in your life, at (laughs) least, you're getting kicked in the balls. Every, any man listening to this is just like, no, (laughs) but you know, no, you're right. Whether or not you are a menstruating human, you should be aware of the period. And if you are a menstruating human, I'm so sorry. Sorry. I'm just sorry. And I just in it. And I've, I've, I don't know. I'm sure you've, you've been there just you're back in again, pre-COVID days when you would go into the office and you're dealing with cramps or you're just dealing with the fact that like <laughs> you haven't a period <laughs> actively. And it's like when you think about it, kind of a disastrous situation <laughs> to be experiencing. And it's just like, I just have to pretend like everything is normal. And like the the men and women, mm-hmm. frankly, in the office 
don't have like I just have to pretend like it's a normal day where I'm not just dripping tons of blood out of my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> And it's fine. Just act like that's totally. And again, it is normal. But like the fact that we as a society refuse to acknowledge that like people are going to feel differently and in many cases, not very good. And it's just like, no, can you imagine someone who, you know, I know some people have to take time off work because they do have really, really terrible, whether it's PMS or menstrual pain. And that's not accepted at all. I don't think. I don't know any place where like people wouldn't start to kind of roll their eyes at you after a while. Like, oh, she's doing time again. It's like, sir. Or ma'am, yeah. have you, do you experience this? Yeah. Like, they're not doing it for fun. If they could hit a button and have it not happen, I assure you, they would press Oh, yeah, the button. they'd rather go to work. They would absolutely rather go to work, and that's saying something. <laughs> we do, it's crazy that it's not normalized. You think about, like, I saw this year for the first time in my life a period, like a, a period product commercial where the blood was red mm. and not blue. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I... Why, why am I in my 30s and this is the first time this is happening? You should see a doctor because, <laughs> as you know, it's not supposed to be reddish. It's supposed to be blue. <laughs> They're trying to normalize a really terrible condition that only afflicts every woman who menstruates. And that's when their period is red and not blue. <laughs> the classic red period. You know, that's a sign of something. That is a sign of something. <laughs> <laughs> not entirely clear what, but definitely something. <laughs> and so, you know, I think about this, right? And I'm thinking about the testosterone. And I'm thinking, so I get upset. I get a little upset. I'm a, you know, menstruating human gets a little upset on their period. I'll speak as one of those. Um, and I get excited or anxious, or, and I'm, I'm being crazy. I'm throwing a tantrum. But this is just maybe the way, I don't know, not a chemist. Is this how men feel? Is this how, that that sense of... Is that the testosterone? The testosterone-fueled rage? Yes. Is that is that like, so really we're the calm ones? Oh, is that, so that's why, maybe that's, so you're saying that's why we were moody mm-hmm. around that time of the month and all emotional-like, which... The men folks don't usually mm-hmm. like and say we are. Oh, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Right? right? And like they're, you know, men are like sort of just welcome to be angry. They're just welcome to rage. I saw someone on Twitter actually, um, and I will have to go back and find this Twitter handle and <laughs> thank them personally for this addition to my life. <laughs> Again, expertly, expertly planned, expertly researched podcast. <laughs> Let me just reiterate. We are just so on top of it. Um, but she referred to the tantrum, the ma- the regular everyday male tantrum as a mantrum. And I, I think that. we got to celebrate it. Yeah. Like when you get upset, you get upset on your period. No, I'm not crazy. I'm having a mantrum. I'm having a mantrum right now. And I need you to deal yeah. with that. Just like I deal with yours, Bob. <laughs> Every month, Bob. <laughs> and I have to, I have to, I have to do extra work to rein that in, Bob. Okay, because because if I'm having a mantrum as a woman, a woman presenting woman, I'm too emotional. But you, Bob, when you get irritated because I don't know the coffee's out or you didn't like what somebody said to you, which was completely innocuous or you're told you can't do something the way you want to too many times 
Or, you know, you're just not feeling good. You're allowed to express it whenever and however you want with zero consequences. Absolutely. No one. Or certainly with a higher threat. Much higher threat. You're not getting pulled aside and told, hey, you know, I can tell when you're anxious. I can tell when you're stressed. And I just want you to try to cover that up a little better. Actual advice that I received, not at my current place of location, but a previous place of location. Um, I was able to tell one time that you were feeling stressed out. So. Because I'm a. Psychic. Yes. Yes. Also, I'm a licensed therapist, <laughs> which I did. Yeah, Surprise! God forbid you be overwhelmed and let anyone know that you're overwhelmed unless you're a It's a woman telling you something and you don't like what exactly. they're telling you. Exactly. Exactly. The number of times that I've been in meetings or conversations, they just, they don't, and I don't, and look, no one likes hearing no, right? It's the improv thing, like, yes, and. I completely understand. There's a difference between saying, no, man, we can't do that. And well, have we thought about this? Or here's what we're maybe not considering. Or that's not exactly the route we could go. But how about this? And that's not just women trying to be polite. That's just how to politely interact with people. This is how they're spoken to. But it's not a yes. And so they don't like mm -hmm. it. Oh, someone hurt their feelings. My feelings oh, are hurt. Bob. Because I'm, I know, I know what's right. I, I always know what's right. You do. As Bob. You do, Bob. I know yeah, Bob's right. never been wrong. I don't hire people who are smart and who I want to work with to learn from and who I think have a really good range of experiences. I just want to point and have them do the thing that I want them to do because they are robots. Yes. And if something's not working about that system, it is their fault and not my Bob's fault. No, of course not. Of course not. Oh, classic testosterone. Yeah. Classic testosterone. Listen, so like there's just, it's another way for the men's to somehow still insert themselves into our lives even further than they already have. <laughs> At the, like, hormonal level, <laughs> this is like a sick, cruel joke. <laughs> Thank you for this information, 2020. Please continue to kick us down into the dirt until your dying breath, because it certainly seems like that's your It plan. does. You know, we're not that far from the end of the year, and every single day, there's a beaten. Every day. You wake up, you go, what kind of a beating am I going to get today? And it's like a bigger one than you're expecting, <laughs> bud. Yeah. You thought your anxiety prepared like, you, but it didn't. Oh, no. No. I I know end of the years and, you know, oh, the, the, the COVIDs and the pandemic is a big, a big element mm -hmm. of that. And I think that compounded with everything else. Man, the end of the year is normally super stressful. And it is just super stressful times a thousand. Mm -hmm. Turn it up. So I, so I am personally very much looking forward to a little bit of a break, and uh, you know, in uh, celebrating New Year's in the best way that I can, I guess, uh, at home by myself, <laughs> not expecting much from the next year, and just kind of <laughs> half-heartedly hoping for the best. That's the most rational approach uh, to have. You can't, because. I don't. I, uh, what did people think is going to happen in twenty twenty? Yeah, let's let's discuss what what magic switch is going to be flipped. Yeah, what like are the are the gods going to come down from the heavens and be like, great, great, you guys, you did wow. You know, twenty twenty was a hell of a test with the pandemic and the election, and oh boy, and I mean, you failed really, really badly. Bad. Like you didn't you didn't do well at this test. But you know what? Eh, 
it was a fun, fun, fun experiment, fun test, clean slate, 2021, no more pandemic, no more racial inequality in America, no more horrible political climate. The planet is now fine. Everything's great. Continue with your lives. Like stuff's going to be shit. January 1st, 2021. And I know that there's, you know, some symbolic thing to letting go, but like, in re- like what's changing? It's still going to be dark and cold and it's still going to be pretty. Yes. Shitty. And listen, Habibis, we're telling you this because we love you. <laughs> we're telling you this because we don't want you to get your hopes up like you maybe did in 2020. <laughs> Just to have a dash. Right. I know, I know, I know we're we're cynical fetching session ladies. <laughs> and so perhaps we're like a little too on the downer side, but like tamper your expect like again, back to what I said in episode mm-hmm. one. If we knew what was coming in 2020 and 2019, it wouldn't have been better, but I just feel like it would have been a little bit more of emotional preparation. And just going into the year being like, all right. This is probably still going to be terrible. It just it it hits like a truck, but it hits like yes. Like I truck. think that's a very astute. Like it's the difference between like being on the top of a roller coaster and then like flying down the roller coaster, or just like being in a car and <laughs> driving straight down the mm. road. You know, it could take the same amount of time. I mean, not the same amount of time, same distance. You could be covering the same distance, but one of them's going to make you scream and want to vomit, and the other one's just going to be a long. One of them might make you, yeah. Might make you a little yeah, sick, heart, which is also but... bad. Yes, but you know you've dealt you've dealt with car sick. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know. I I also hopefully now that the two of us are working remote, but there's still time to be asked. Uh, hopefully, we won't get asked about our New Year's resolutions because I'm one of those. Uh, I gave up. Let's just say I gave up making New Year's resolutions a long time ago. <laughs> I think that's healthy. Like I sincerely believe New Year's resolutions. I, okay, let me back this off because that was going to be a little too much of a conspiracy theory, and I'm not really like that. But don't you think that this is now a conspiracy theory? <laughs> Sorry, podcast. that's going to keep happening. I think <laughs> that might be the second time that's happened. I think New Year's resolutions it, marketing has gotten its hooks in New Year's resolutions, and now you're making them to fuel the economy. Like, oh, a lot of people do like the weight loss resolution and then, you know, join the gyms and the gyms are full January, February and all these diet plans. Classic capitalist. Right. Just to make you feel bad about yourself. When if you said, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to resolve to go to bed after this ball drops. And then I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, Lord willing. And that's really all you need to ask of yourself. Or like, just you know the the small achievable goals like hey maybe tomorrow i'll uh fold that laundry that i've been waiting on yeah. or hey maybe tomorrow you know i'll uh cook myself up something 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 reasonably reason that i think is reasonably yeah. good for me not like i'm gonna eat healthy for the next six months just like do do a little and don't 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 set yourself up to to fail and beat yourself up and say we're beat look life is beating us mm-hmm. up enough <laughs> Uh, we don't need ourselves to help as someone who uh, beats yourself up constantly. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust me. You don't need your own help to do that. Yes. It doesn't do it. And if there is anything that we can take from 2020, and I say this, not a, a lot of unspeakably horrible things have happened. And we've dug through I'm- shit and we found the like least rancid, least smelly <laughs> ball. <laughs> And we're 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 picking that up, that filthy ball Filthy. of shit, and going. Okay, well, like this is perhaps the best. 
<laughs> oh, the shit pile. That was That's exactly it. It's like cracked, but like you could shine it up. You could shine it up. <laughs> Polish that baby up. We'll sell it at the market. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to take this little ball and we're just going to shine it right up for you. We're just going to tell you this. If we can take anything from the lessons that we learned about New Year's resolutions in the past, it's that no matter what resolutions you make, you cannot control for the outside factors that the world, that the year is going to bring to you. A lot of people made resolutions in 2020 and you heard a lot of them be super extra disappointed when they couldn't travel. They couldn't see spend more time with loved ones because pandemic. And that's a really extreme example of something that actually in some level happens a lot. You don't always notice at a global level the things that are pushing against you that would need you to make something like really happen in the course of a year, right? But that's something we have this year. Just remember that. You know, just just you remember that, babies. It's <laughs> you just can't you can't plan for time. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do what you can do, and you can only do the best you can do. And so, don't try not to beat yourself up when circumstances arrive that are totally out of your. Amen, control. sister friend. Just pat yourself on the back that, like, hey, I'm wading through this river of shit, and I'm still here, and that in and of itself is an incredible accomplishment. So, go me for continuing to just trek on forward through Heck all. Heck yeah, this. go you. Go you. <laughs> Let's give clap claps claps for all the for all the for all the podcast listeners to out all there. of the use and the seventeen snakes. I haven't forgotten we about you. We love you, snakes. I hope you also have a wonderful New Year's yes. and holiday Enjoy. season. <laughs> we'll uh, be back with another uh, truly thrilling fetch-filled episode soon. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.